This is the Ground Up Podcast, and this is Keisha Rock and Aaron Rock. And today we are uh, interviewing Reggie Jones. Yeah. This is episode number two. Number two. Reggie Jones is a real estate investor in the Petersburg area, and this interview was full of inspiration. Yeah, man. He, he had a good story behind with, with himself, actually. Yeah, so he tells how he built his business from the ground up and also how he built himself from the ground up. Yeah, like real, you know, real inspirational. And, you know, he tells us how he does it, you know, as far as in the wholesaling game and um, how he's doing it out there in Petersburg. So it's kind of so dope. Sit back, enjoy, learn a little bit about real estate and learn a little bit about, you know, building yourself up, starting from the ground up. The ground up. <laughs> All right, let's go. This podcast is a walk in the life of entrepreneurship. We will interview people from all walks of life, but have one thing in common. They have taken risks, went against the grain, and rose to the occasion to thrive in their purpose. This podcast will be a source of knowledge, inspiration, and proof that greatness can be born from the ground up. From the ground up. From the ground up. Hello. So today we have Reggie Jones here on the podcast, and he's one of the top performing Petersburg real estate investors in 2019 who specializes in wholesaling. Welcome, Reggie. Oh, glad to be here. Happy to have you. How you feeling? I feel good. You feel good? I know you had, what, you coached a game or your son had a game today? Yeah, he did have a game today. I didn't coach. Um, I coach uh, five and six-year-olds. He's nine. Oh, wow. You like the little kids? Man, they keep me young. I bet, yeah. yeah. Did y'all win? Yeah, we did. Oh, nice. We did. Nice. I mean, not that that matters at that age. I mean. No, it does. Oh, it does? <laughs> <laughs> Competitive. Yeah. All right. So I want to start with, so I know I've met you at a meetup, at a real estate meetup. The wholesaler circle. Yep, the wholesaler circle, yep. And so that's where I first heard about you. I feel like when I, we got into real estate investing and wholesaling, you started to learn like who's the who's who of each area around Richmond. And you're right. definitely one of the names that comes up a lot when it t- talks about uh, Petersburg with that area. Right. That's, that's respect. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, but before you got into real estate, let's go back. I want to know where you come from, you know, what your upbringing was like. Tell us about before real estate. Okay. Um, well, I'm originally from Baltimore, Maryland. I've been, uh, in Baltimore, uh, I was raised since I was probably about like 15. We moved down here to Petersburg, Virginia. That's where my mom was from. And um, pretty much just, you know, uh, uh, trying to get used to city life to Virginia life. Yeah. You know, it's it's two totally opposite ends of the spectrum. So you went to high school in Petersburg then? I went to high school in nice. Petersburg. You know, uh, graduated 2003. Um, I'm 35 now, so uh, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of old. Not <laughs> really. I mean, I, I'm 30. It was, it was a hard transition, but feels pretty good. Yeah, it does. Yeah, and yeah. So from being from Baltimore, you know, uh, you get you get a little rough edge of that life, and then you know, transitioning to well, Petersburg's a little rough around the edges at times too. 
Yeah, but y'all still got, I mean, they still got nice neighbors. Yeah. We didn't have nice neighbors, you know. Uh, just just a story, when I first moved down here and um, living on the block I was living on uh, down in Fifth Ward, and, you know, I would walk down the block and people would be sitting on the porch and they would wave, and it's like, you know, what are you waving for? Like, <laughs> <laughs> we're not very friendly where I'm from, so, okay. you know, just to see that type of, you know, interaction, it was yeah. different. But. I feel you. So what was, um, like, what did your mom do? Was there other entrepreneurs around you? Like, what led you to to decide to do this one day? Like, what, like take me from high school Reggie to I'm starting my own business Reggie. Like, how did that happen? Well, uh, the way my upbringing was, um, my mom, she was basically a single mom. Mm-hmm. Uh, my pops left when I was, like, four. Uh, but he was in and out. You yeah. know, the, the the typical story that you may get from a lot of, you know, young black kids. But um, my responsibilities came at a young age. I had a key to the house when I was like four years old. You know, Wait so a minute. <laughs> four years old? Four years old. Yeah. Wow. I went to Thomas G. Hayes Elementary. We used to walk from home to school, school to home. And, yeah, I had a key. My mom used to work at a laundromat. That had to be, like, what, was it the 80s or the early 90s? I feel like today that would just, no. It was, like, late. Kidnapping and stuff, like. Late 80s, early 90s, you know. And, um, like I said, you you grow from a different grain back in those days. Did you say if you had siblings or was it just you? Well, my brother didn't, my younger brother didn't come until uh, I was nine. Okay. You know, he, he has a separate father. You know, so, um, and that was kind of like the same situation, yeah. you know, with the in and out stuff. But I pre- I practically raised him, you know, he's like 26 now, mm-hmm. you know, so um, I, I had responsibility at a very, very young age. Right. And um, my mom ended up getting sick as we grew older, living in Petersburg, and I took care of her for like six years till oh, she, wow. you know, uh, passed away in 2009. Mm-hmm. So, um... Yeah, my responsibilities was great, you know, and but that never deeded me from, you know, what I wanted in life. And, you know, it, it you come to those type of paradigm shifts where, you know, you start from somewhere and then it's like, you know, you don't you want you want something for yourself and you so determined that you just make these decisions mm-hmm. that okay, I have to sacrifice these things in order to be somewhere I wanna be. You know what I'm saying? Because this life is old to me now. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to keep living this way. Yeah. You know? You knew and, what would result from that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you, you, you get put in situations and those, uh, you get, you get, life gives you choices. You know, whether you're going to become the negative or the positive from your outcomes. Yeah. Whatever the case may be. And I chose the positive route. Right. You know, it's always easy to choose a negative route, but I chose the positive route. So then what were you doing before real estate? Um, I have a extensive background. Okay. So uh, my background comes from uh, warehouse warehouse management nice. um, and project management. So I've been in warehouse management for probably about 10 plus years and project management for six years. Okay. So, so I bet you got a lot of skills from that in order to start your own business. And, I have a lot yeah. of skills as far as managing and, you know, process management and uh, things of that nature. So, um, yeah, real estate was kind of a decision I made when I was, like, dead broke. Mm-hmm. 
No. It's so funny. You're not the only one. <laughs> like, I, yeah, you hear that a lot. And it's so funny because before we got into real estate, the thought was, oh, only people with money, you know, can do real estate. And that's where I want to go into wholesaling. So can you just, for the listeners, just say, you know, in your own definition of what wholesaling is? And is that is that how you got into real estate? It is. Okay. Uh, wholesaling is basically flipping paper. I mean, that's for the lamest terms. You know, you're not necessarily buying a house or anything like that. You just get it under contract for the lowest price possible and doing your research, knowing what the market value can be for it if it's fixed up and things of that nature. And you're looking for an investor in the long term, or in the short term, so to speak, uh, depending on how long you got it under contract for, and you flip it to them. You tack on your, your, your price and you flip it to them, you know, for – Five ten thousand dollars, whatever the case may be. So, how much money do you have to have to wholesale? None. Exactly. It's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing, but it's also a skill and an art that I don't have. I learned. So, right. Yeah. Yeah, it's a negotiation thing. Right. Yeah, it takes. Yeah, definitely negotiation skill. Um, I I see that the people that I see that have around me that's been really successful have that hustle mentality. Um, I think it takes that. It takes you, I got to have that confidence uh, to go in there and talk to, to sellers and know what you're talking about, even when you don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. It's one of those industries where you have to fail forward. You know, mm-hmm. you're not, you're not, you're not going to come in this game. You can look at all the YouTube videos, read all the books you want, you know, but the to have that type of character, to talk to people and, you know, know your market and, and what you're talking about. Because people only do business with, those that they trust, you know, True, yeah. this is not the type of game that you're going to come in and, and think you're going to do well at if your ultimatum is to, you know, not, I don't want to use the word loosely, but scam somebody out of right, yeah. you know, selling that house or anything like that. Everybody yeah. always look at the money, but yeah. you don't want to look at the work that got to go But I think it's it. really easy to do that with this industry is to look at the money because you got everybody posting their success stories, how much money they made off of this property. It's all money, money, money. You know, you don't you don't see as many people coming from. They say, oh, but you want to help people. But you don't see as many people genuinely coming from that angle. I don't feel like I've seen it in the industry. No, not at all. I mean, you, I can post a check. I can post plenty of checks yeah. all day long. But it's always a story behind that check. You got an easy story and uh, as far as what a motivated seller. And then you got your hard stories. You know, you can make. $20,000, but it probably took you six months to make that $20,000. Right, yeah, and that's the part people like to leave out. <laughs> right, you know. So tell me about your first deal. How did it go? So what was it that hooked you and led you from just not just wholesaling a house, but you actually created a business, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I'm, let me see, let's, we're talking 2012, 13 maybe. Um, so that's what, seven, seven years ago? Yeah, well, yeah, Six? about. I don't know. We've been eight. together since two thousand. Me and my husband together since two thousand twelve, so that's seven years. Yeah, about eight yeah. years. You know, um, I and I got this little uh, hardship story where I was living in a room for rent. Mm-hmm. Um, I was making nine dollars an hour for a company called STX on Bush Street in Baltimore. Basically, they do um, warehousing for uh, lacrosse. Mm. You know, like lacrosse is real big. 
I never knew like lacrosse the, was that the big. Sport? Is that, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, the sport. <laughs> so like lacrosse is real big, and I never knew it was that big yeah. until I actually started working for them. It's like, man, y'all got. Gloves I don't think people and, like us usually know that lacrosse is that yeah, big. <laughs> sticks and yeah. and stuff like that, but lacrosse is is a super global sport. Right. You know, it's not just it's not just like televised. Did that, you that fall much. in love with lacrosse? No, <laughs> I probably would never play it. Yeah, know? it's like it's like rugby. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's a popular sport, right. but it's not really televised. Like, yeah. you know. So, um, I was working for them, living in a room for rent, making $9 an hour. My room was like $150 a week. And I'm living off of, you know, probably about a 50 to $75 for food mm-hmm. every week and stuff like that. And it was like, yo, this ain't it. Mm-hmm. You know, like, yeah. I, I had a um, son at the time and... You know, I'm trying to provide for him. I'm catching the Greyhound to see him from Baltimore to D.C. Another 45 expense. minutes. It was a lot. Yeah. Know? And I'm sitting up there like, man, you know, this this, this, this ain't the end-all, be-all of life for me. Mm-hmm. I got to find a way to make a massive amount of money in order to live a lifestyle that I could provide for him and myself. You know what I'm saying? Without the struggle that I'm going through right now. Right. And I started to research, you know, certain things. And the internet wasn't as popular as it was now. Mm-hmm. It was probably about, what, 10 years old? You know, so. Yeah. Um, and I don't think wholesaling was a, like, I feel like the term now and just that part of real estate is, like, blown up. But back then, I don't, was it really. Not as popular, popular? as it is now. Like, everybody and their grandmother doing it. You know, yeah. but back then, that that was like a niche thing that, you know. Like an exit strategy for investors, yeah. yeah. So um, I started researching that, and there was a guy by the name of Mark Whitten. Mm-hmm. You know, he's he's real big now from uh, uh, Baltimore. And um, I researched him, and he owned this company called Equity Depot. And he used to drive around in his van, and he had the, the wraparound uh, stuff on his van with the company name and stuff like that. And it was like he was selling this book called uh, Flipping – House like your hair on fire, something like that. He got the guy on, on the on the cover with the hair on fire, mm-hmm. and it's like, okay, you know, um, I'm gonna grab this book and research it. And you know, when people tell you that you can make this type of money with no real effort, it's like, mm-hmm. man, you lying. Like, yeah. <laughs> get out of here, you know. And it actually happened for me one day. It took me probably about four months into researching this industry and the whole wholesaling thing uh, with his program. And uh, so all you pay for was the book or did you have to pay for like training or like a coach or? Yeah. I saved us some money. I, I bought the book. It was probably like 97 bucks. Everybody was selling everything for $97. I guess that's for taxes purposes. It's like, you a hundred dollars even. Yeah. But, um, got the book researched it in my love room for rent, you know, um, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I don't know why that made me laugh. Yeah. <laughs> In my little room for rent, like. my little room for rent. You know, um, and I, I started to apply some of the knowledge that I was learning. And you know, he was like, "Yo, you got these contracts, and you know, you don't really understand what a contract is. Mm-hmm. You know, as far as far as doing business and things like that, you, when you get." It makes anybody nervous when you get locked into something. It's right. like, oh, I'm this is I'm dealing with obligations now. Yeah. You know, I'm I could might get sued or Yeah, exactly. All these That's things, my thoughts know. exactly when I was doing it. It's a scary thing. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, and, and they don't 
sometimes they don't teach you about, you know, your exit strategies and things like that, but wholesaling was one of them. Mm-hmm. And and they don't also tell you that you can cancel your contract if you can't, right. you know, perform on it. So, like, um, all these all this information that I was getting, and I ended up marketing uh, to a house that I seen uh, in the city, and I ended up getting a response back. And, you know, I didn't. Like, you know I'm going to ask more questions. Marketing to a house. What do you mean? Yeah, so I. I, I mean, said, I know what you mean, but I don't think everybody would know what you mean. So what I did was uh, just made a handwritten letter, my own. Oh. Uh, Actually, my own, I wasn't thinking that. Okay. Yeah, I wrote a handwritten letter. I was thinking cold calling or something. Nah, cold calling won't even be a thing, yeah. I, did, I didn't have the money for that. Um, <laughs> just wrote a handwritten letter, sent it out to him. You know, uh, what would you say? Just basically, um, <clears throat> excuse me, I seen. Your house at, you know, the address, the address uh, seeing that it was vacant, um, I'm an investor, uh, taking the knowledge from the book, mm-hmm. just saying I was an investor, you know, um, uh, see that it was vacant, um, is it for sale? Mm-hmm. This is my number. Perfect. And I got the call, you know, and it's like, wow, I got the call. This is real. What, this what, is really happening. What am I going to say now? Yeah. You know, uh, I didn't answer it. It was a voicemail. Oh, okay. So I'm I thought you meant you intentionally was like, "Oh shit, I can't answer this." <laughs> I, you know, like when your number not when people not programming your phone, oh, yeah. you don't necessarily answer a lot of your calls. So uh, I got the call and it went to voicemail. They left the voicemail. It was like, "Yeah, I'm interested in selling, whatever the case may be." So I'm like, "Man, what do I do?" I'm like, you know, like, <laughs> this is this is step one. Yeah, you know, you get the call back, you get a little excited. Um. So it took me like a couple of days. I called them back after I got off work at the time, and they uh said, you know, come out to the property. Uh, I'll show you around. Is that the third? So I go out there. I'm looking at the property, and I don't know what I'm looking at. It's right? just you know, yeah. property. I don't know nothing. Don't don't know. Don't. I'm sorry. Tongue tied. Don't know nothing about real estate at the time. Right. I'm just looking at the property, and I'm like, okay. Um, Give me 24 hours just to come up with a number on Smart. what I can pay for this property, you know. And I caught the bus. Mm-hmm. I caught the bus. So it was like like a pull up in a Jaguar, anything like to look like I got money. Like yeah. I caught the bus. Yeah. Were you surprised that the owner of the house was taking you serious? Yeah. I mean, it was a motivated seller. Okay. And that's what they'll teach you. You know, like in this whole wholesaling era now, it's like you only deal with motivated sellers. Right. You don't want tire kickers. You need yeah. somebody that's going to sell their house yeah. as soon as possible. So that happened, and uh, I used one of the contracts, and we ended up signing. How did you decide the price? I decided the price uh, just based off of what was selling in the area. Okay. So like I went on. So you, you were using what you learned from the book then it sounds like. Basically. Yeah. yeah I applied that knowledge. Um, I went on like three different websites. It was like realtor.com, mm-hmm. um, Zillow. They always tell you to never use Zillow for whatever purpose, but sold is what they normally tell you to use Zillow for. Yeah. And um, I looked at that and I was like, you know, uh, they got this little formula with the 70%. Mm-hmm. Uh, ARV and stuff like that, and um, I applied that, and I gave him a number. He took it instantly, and I'm like, he, "What?" He accepted it. Yeah, it was like 50k, and um, I sold it for 53. Nice. And the funny part about it, it was it took 10 days to close. Uh-huh. 
getting a three thousand dollar check in ten days yeah. with your name on it is life changing. Right. And, and right coming from making there, nine dollars an hour. Yeah. Yeah. I I, w- I was making like three hundred dollars a week. Yeah. So like ten times that right. in ten days. Yeah. Now, did you get all caught up with like I don't know what to do next? I got to How do I close this? Like, or did you just? It, was everything in that book for you, or did you reach like did you reach out to anybody? Did you get any help? Like no, everything was there. Okay. I'm one of those people who like you know if I need to know something, I'm gonna always research it myself. Yeah, and, and if I gotta go through the fire, I'm gonna go through it. You right. know, like all the way, like I'm all the way in. So you weren't scared. You were just like, I'm doing this. Yeah, I mean, when, once the initial phone call happened with the voicemail, it was like. No need to stop now. We need to see where it's going to go. Right. And it, it it granted me 3K. You know, so, like, after that 3K, I just ultimately made that decision, like, this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. Really? There's no way that I'm going to be clocking in, clocking out. <laughs> you know, yeah. like, it, it changes your mindset on on a lot of things. Right. When, when you make money a different way that, you know, the rest of society is so used to making money. Right. You know. And so from there, when did like how when did you make your next deal? How did it grow from there? My next deal actually came here in Virginia. And that's that's a special one because I got it off a probate deal. So um So you jumped from driving around finding a house, now you're doing probates. Which are Probates basically are uh deceased people that leave uh their property to that is right um so the way i came about this probate was i was driving through one of my cousin's neighborhoods and i seen the property that was vacant okay i researched the owner uh found out he was deceased and i found the daughter uh-huh. and i contacted her she said yeah um i want 25k for it i'm like oh, okay that'll work <laughs> i started the research with the after repair value was in that neighborhood, and it was a good neighborhood, so I knew it was going to be kind of high. You knew it was going to be more than twenty five k. Yeah, yeah. Um, the amount of work that needed to be done to it, I didn't research that. Okay. But this is where the story gets a little good, where my profit came in. So, um, we signed a contract at the Denny's in Chester. They shut down now, but at the Denny's in Chester. Actually, I saw on Facebook today that Denny's is going to be a cookout. Really? Yeah, so a cookout's coming to Chester. Yep. Oh, wow. I'm sure the line will be long. So I met her there in the parking lot. We signed the contract for 25 k I said, oh, yeah, I got one. Mm-hmm. I go back to the property the same day. Mm-hmm. I have a for sale sign ready. I put my number on the for sale sign. And I put the number. I put I put the sign in the front yard. Right. As I'm about to leave the house, the owner of the house next door comes down the street. He sees the for sale sign, calls it. He says, "Do you own this property here?" I said, "No, I have it under contract." I said. Are you at the property? He said, yes. I swung back around the corner to meet this man. <laughs> and he's he's a, a realtor, by the way. Oh, okay. So he was the landlord of the property next door to it. Uh-huh. So we conver- we having a conversation. He was like, man, I've been trying to find these people for the past two years. He, was, he wanted the property. He wanted the property. Nice. I said, okay, you know, uh, what you think you'll pay for it? 
He wrote it down on a piece of paper. He said, 33. I said, man, I got it for 45. I was trying to make a 20-piece off of it, right? So he was like, you know, I come up to 35. I mean, that's still a profit. I mean. I said, man, look, I don't know. I don't want to go through the motions of keeping this property for too long, Mm -hmm. you know, but 10K now is way better than having, you know, whatever I wanted for it three months from now. Exactly. Yeah. The quicker you get it, the quicker you need to get it off. You know, so that's how I felt about it. I mean, he didn't have to even do any work to, you know, somebody wanted it. Yeah. I didn't do nothing. We went through the property probably about 15 minutes. And he telling me all this stuff about why he need to pay 35K. I'm like, look, dude, I'm already about to sign this joint. Like, (laughs) you know, you got to explain to me. (laughs) (laughs) I I, I don't care about why you want to pay 35K. I'm not, I'm I'm like done with negotiations. Let's just sign this paperwork. We went through his title company, well, not his title company, his lawyer. Okay. So, like, I had the assignment contract as well, gave it to him. Now, did he see how much you paid for it, or did it even matter? I told him. Oh, you told him. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. One thing thing about, you know, being, having integrity and also being transparent will take you a long way. Right. You know. You, nobody wants to feel like they're getting scammed out of anything. Right. That's how you do bad business. Mm-hmm. You know, and your name is everything. Whether it's business or just you personally, your Couldn't name is everything. Because one, once your name is in something negative, oh, it's going to float out there. Mm-hmm. You know, and, no, and your business is not going to flourish the way you need right. it to. So, so, yeah, I told him. And um, we signed on it for 35k and next thing you know i had a 10k check and i was like oh man i'm about to kill this whole you're like i am doing this for the rest of my life yeah Yeah. nice so did you i believe at the wholesaler circle meetup you mentioned you had a team when did you get when did you start building your team like didn't you bring in some family members or well yeah i didn't necessarily have a team okay but um the more and more I started to do this on my own. The people start asking questions. Right. Yeah. You know, and, and you know, you got. And it, it probably, did it get overwhelming at some point where you needed help? No. Um, Petersburg is a small market. Okay. You know, it, it's a lot of people that's in that market that have a lot of property. So, like, I would say 60% of that market is owned by a substantial amount of people. Yeah. I would say around 20 people. That that you know you Do can grab some yeah. some wholesale deals from you know I know a guy that he got thirty properties I grabbed twenty two last year wow I closed on twenty two last year um it was eight lots in fourteen houses wow uh it was like lots a, oh wow yeah it was like a hundred fifteen thousand dollars I got them for seventy five so like mm. I made I made forty k off of you know these twenty two properties and um. But no, of as far as a team go, I brought my cousin in, and that was just basically like an acquisitions manager. Mm-hmm. So like I would get the leads and I would dish them off to him, like mm-hmm. you know. So it. then is he the one that reaches out to the sellers? Yeah, he's yeah. locking up the deals. You know, like he's getting the. Did the, you have to teach him the skill there, or did he kind of already? I did, and, yeah. But it came it came to him when I he seen me do a deal. Gotcha. You know, like Watch when, you when you, yeah, when you show when you show somebody how to get money, mm-hmm. the the light switch goes off, and it's like you know I'm not gonna sit up here. And, What's and, that? Um, catch a, 
Oh God, I'm gonna butcher it. <laughs> Teach a man to fish and catch a fish. I don't right, know. Right, you right. guys know what I mean. Right, right, yeah, we know it. We know it. Uh but yeah, it was kinda like that. So like um uh just this particular deal, I reached out to a seller and she said flat out I want ten K for it, you know, and I went to go look at it. And uh, I was like, oh, okay, yeah, I could do ten K. And I already had it on the market for eighteen K two days later. And I put it on Facebook market, phone started blowing up, and I'm like, nah, this is crazy. God, is it really that easy for you? It is. I mean, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes, sometimes, sometimes. I mean, uh, the num- the numbers got to be there. Right. You know, the numbers got to be there. If the numbers is there, the deal going to always work. Yeah. You know, you don't want to get it too high where you can't move it. You know, so if, if you do your research right and you know for a fact that you can move it at this price, then yeah. you can I also think Petersburg is a special market, too, because I don't know if you're finding houses for 18 k anymore in Richmond. I highly doubt that. Yeah, you know, so you you definitely you got in good at a good time because I don't I don't feel like in a few years you're gonna find houses that low in Petersburg anymore either. You're not. You're, you're starting not. to get saturated over there. People are coming out there because they know the market's been moving. <laughs> yeah, they got they got a, a meetup, you know, that they started uh, last year, and um, so it's a lot more people in tune with the mm-hmm. knowledge of wholesaling yeah. and what they could do in the Petersburg market, and it's like you know. I'm a top dog. You're not gonna move me out. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> I, I I I done built enough relationships yeah. with people that own houses and things like that. So yeah, and like you said earlier, trust. And I feel like that community trusts you. Absolutely. You know, you've you've been done, doing honest business and making a good name for yourself. Absolutely. That's what it boils down to at the end yeah. of the day. So let me ask you: What do you think are some common myths about wholesaling? Uh, that you need a license. Uh, you don't. True. That's like the number one myth. People think that you got to jump into real estate and get a license and start doing deals or selling and buying. Mm-hmm. Like, no, you don't necessarily have to have a license unless the law requires you to. Mm-hmm. You know, like the state of Illinois, like they just yeah, do that whole monkey wrench in there for them. Right. You know, like. Do so you it, worry that that's coming to Virginia eventually? Do you think about that? No, no, I don't worry at all. I mean, even if it does, you know, you just got to abide by the law. Mm-hmm. You know, like I said, um, and I, I'm not sure why Illinois did it. It was probably because people was doing a lot of bad business. Yeah. You know, that, that's what, that's what my mind, the way my mind uh, wraps around it. Like, if you, if you do enough bad business, then it's going to have to be regulated at some point. Right. You know. So, yeah, it kind of sucks for those that, that that already had deals on the contract and it's like, yo, they passed this law and it's like, oh, your whole deal just went sour. Right. <laughs> um, but for Virginia, I don't, I, if it comes, then, you know, everybody just got to do what they got to do. Right. You know? But that's not necessarily saying that you can't wholesale. What's it like being out of like the quote unquote rat race, like not having to clock into someone or, you know, what's your life like now? Um, You always on go. And, and what I mean by that, is because you know that you created a lifestyle that you have to maintain for the rest of your life. Gotcha. You know, you it, it would suck for your business to not flourish because you didn't go as hard as you should have to keep it afloat. Do you um, do you struggle with that getting comfortable at some point, or are you just kind of not there yet? Like, what's what's your mentality about um, that? No, because uh, I'm. I, I I tell you, I'm one of those people. Like I'm always on go. It's it's never gonna be a day that I don't wake up and do this real estate thing. Mm-hmm. And by I, I 
just to give you some insight, I, I was by myself doing this for a while uh, over the past six, seven years. So it's like I just got married last year. Congratulations. You know, so I got my wife and three children. So I got four other personalities that I got to, you know, yeah. maintain. Right. I'm always on go. Yeah. I can't, I can't let them fall if so I when fall. she when your wife met you you were already doing real estate yeah okay. well no no i take that back because i've been knowing my wife 12 years before oh okay gotcha yeah. so she she's known me for a while but yeah. uh us just getting back together and getting married it was like you know she's seen my work ethic right and well my business acumen was that and she already knew like yo this is mm-hmm. this is where it's at and it got her. It got her in tune to opening up her own business. Like she got a little CMOS business that she. And just think about what you both are doing for your children, like two entrepreneurs. You know yeah. what I mean? In one household. I just think for black little kids, it's just such an amazing thing to see that there's other options than going to go clock in eight to five. You know, or working at a warehouse or just doing like you can create what you want to do and do it like. I think entrepreneurship is something I, I don't know about you, but when I was growing up, I didn't even think about starting. But it wasn't it wasn't right. something that was on the table. I didn't I didn't think that was realistic. I didn't you know well I didn't even think about it at all. And even now, I realize all the work that goes into it. And I, I know it's possible now, but I just think about I want my child to to know that like the possibilities are endless when it comes to like your career. It is. Um- the, and because I have a rebellious nature, um, the way that it operated for me was I hated going to work. You know, I started off at Wendy's at 17, and I had to work my butt off for $300 every two weeks, mm-hmm. $400 every two weeks, dealing with irate customers because they sandwich ain't right, stuff like that. Right. I jumped in the warehousing at 19, um, worked my butt off for 12 hours and, you know, it, it trading your time for money, somebody's going to have to do it, Yeah, but it ain't going to be me, <laughs> you know? So it was just one of those things where I had a paradigm shift. It was like, you know, I was broke making $9 an hour for this lacrosse company and I got tired of being that person. Mm-hmm. I jumped into real estate, taking a risk. And I made money from it. Yeah, how much did you make in 2019? <sighs> I, I can I can tell you this. It was six figures. Boy. I know it was six figures. <laughs> that is amazing. I don't want to say the exact amount. That is amazing. But, I mean, did you ever think? I mean, did, I mean, maybe you did. I guess over the last six seven years, you saw what you were working towards. But does it still kind of like blow your mind where you're at? You know, what you're what you've created, what you've built from the ground up. It does. I mean, but when you reach it, you always know that there's more out there, mm-hmm. you know, like. Well, I hope you take the time to let it sink in every now and again, though. Yeah. 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 You uh, should. You need to. I've I've never really, like, stepped back from the business to say, hey, look, look what all of our, look, look at what everything I've accomplished up until this point. Right. And I think that's just because I'm not satisfied yet, <sighs> you know. I know. I just hope don't be one of those people that uh, you're never satisfied. Always be working hard and continue to. Obviously, you know what hard work is, but relish in it a little bit. You deserve to. 
Absolutely. Yeah. Like, I'm a traveler. I, I like to go places and, you know, experience new things. Mm-hmm. And wife, that's your way of, like, celebrating your success? Yeah. I feel that. Yeah. And I'm a like I said, too. like, it's just one of those things where, you know, when you're working for somebody, you got to put time in mm-hmm. and you got, if it's approved or not, and it's like, yo, it sucks. I didn't already yeah. book this cruise and I can't even go. And it's yeah. like, oh, I'm going to go. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> like, how you going to tell me? I can't, I can't. Be gone for eight days, you know what I'm saying? I'd accumulate this time, whatever. All right. Why do you think um, people fail in this industry? Um, what do you think are some specific roadblocks when it comes to real estate uh, wholesaling that people come encounter with? Because they they look at the shine versus the work. You know, it's it's all about consistency at the end of the day. It, you got to have a repetitive nature where, you know, if you're going to market, you have to market consistently. If you're going to drive for dollars, you got to do that consistently. Mm-hmm. You, you got to make offers consistently. Like, it's a business. You have to do this day in, day out. Right. No business is operating on, all right, I'm going to do this whenever I feel like doing it. Right. You know? yeah. I'm going to have my employees come in whenever I feel like I'm going to come right. in. This is a day in day out thing. You have to operate it as such. It's a it's your lifestyle. This is how you eat. This is how you know you you trying to create something for your legacy. And it baffles me that I think some people, maybe myself included at times, I think. Well, honestly, I think if it's something that you're passionate about, it's a lot easier to do it. But I think for for me, things that I've tried when it comes to entrepreneurship. It was hard to commit to. And I'm just like, I can commit to being somewhere at 8 a.m. every single day, but it's hard for me to commit to coming home and running these numbers and making these phone calls, you know? And it's just like, damn, you can show up for somebody else, but you can't show up for yourself. But I think it also comes down to what are you doing what's right for you? You know what I mean? Like, you found right. real estate, and you're like, I'm doing this for the rest of my life because you fell in love with it. I did. I think it makes a big difference when it comes to entrepreneurship. You got to kind of fall in love with whatever you choose to do because you got to hold yourself accountable, and you got to show up for yourself and do the work. Yeah, I mean, it, one of my things was when I went to work and you would see people that's older than you making the same amount of money as you. Yeah. And it's like, how long have you been here doing this? How long? Like, I don't want to be that person that is making $20 an hour, breaking my back for 20 years. Yeah. You know? Well, yeah. I mean, somebody's got to do it, though. I don't want to knock. Somebody (laughs) does, but it's not (laughs) going to be be you. You You know? Yeah. That's just that's just one of those. Like I said, I got I have a rebellious nature. I I walked in to work and to see these people doing the same thing I'm doing for the same amount of money. Like how long have you been here? Right. People be at work for twenty to thirty years, and that's an older generation. Mm-hmm. You know, like to have the world in the palm of your phone. You can I know people that operate a business from their phone. Right. That's amazing. Yeah. We come from. You know, the, the the phone where you had to do the little dial thing and <laughs> click each number. You know, we don't we don't have that era no more. Right. We, you have the whole world in your fingertips. And it's a way, like, once you break that code and change your mindset and know for a fact that you can do this day in and day out, like, it's life-changing. You get around people that, that are more successful than you. Mm-hmm. You know, you see how they operate on a day-to-day basis your network is your network like that's one of the best quotes i've ever heard in my Same. life yeah 
you know, you're going to have friends that's going to fall off that you've known for years because they don't have the same mindset that you want. You want better for yourself. You know, you don't want to be in the same place that you was in last year or two years ago or three years ago. You're going to have to always grow. You're going to have to always do consistent things in order to, you know, be a better person. And a, a, I feel that in my soul. Yeah, I mean, it's the That's truth. Good. It's the truth, you know. It is the truth. And I want to close this out with just asking you, do you have any advice for um, people in your situation? Anybody, say that, well, there's a listener out there making $9 an hour, renting a room for one fifty. You know, what advice would you tell them in order to get to move forward with their journey? Uh, just basically, you know, I don't want to sound cliche, but, I mean, don't give up. Whatever your goals and dreams are, you can reach those. You know, it's it's going to be a hard road to get where you're trying to go, but it's always worth it in the end. You know, you you have to be around people that's gonna motivate you. Right. Don't don't get a, don't be around people that tell you you can't do things. You can do anything in this world as long as you put your mind to it. Alrighty, I love that message. All right, now we can have some fun. We're gonna play. Would you rather this or that? You ready, Reggie? I am ready. Okay. Do some producer. Do some type of. Some type of, there we go. Yeah, jazz it up for me. All right. So would you rather be completely insane and know that you are insane or completely insane and believe you are sane? Repeat that again. I know, right? It's like a tongue twister. (laughs) Would you rather be completely insane and know that you are insane or completely insane and believe you are sane? So insane and know that you're insane or insane and think that you're actually sane. I know, uh, right? Yo, that's tough. I know. That's tough. You're yeah. still insane regardless. Yeah, you're still insane regardless. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Very true. You're still insane regardless. But do regardless. you want to know? <laughs> but would you want to know? Yeah. Um, yeah, I would want to know. Would you? I would want to know. Yeah? Yeah. Aaron had the same answer. <laughs> I would want to know. I was like, that, I don't want to know. The reason being is because that gives you the decision of whether you want to come out of it or not. You know, I don't want to believe that I'm insane. Yeah. And cause I just I, feel like that would drive me insane knowing that I'm insane. <laughs> so I'd rather just not know. Yeah, but be, to know that you're insane is you're, you're being sane still. You have you would know that you're insane. So it's like if I know that I'm insane, I know that I can come out of being insane. So you feel like you're a little bit sane because you have the realization that you're insane. Yeah, if you're crazy, you're crazy. Yeah. People say they're crazy and they're not crazy. Yeah. They believe they're crazy. All right, this or that. Snowfall. We're talking about TV shows. Snowfall or I power. I like that show. I like, I like or Snowfall. Or power. Uh, power is a little bit redundant and power got out of hand. I'm with you. I would do Snowfall too. I, I love Snowfall. Snowfall. So yeah. good. All right, would you rather have a book or a movie written about you? I would say movie. Nice. Yeah, okay. I would say movie. You have anybody you'd want to star you? Me. <laughs> <laughs> I feel that. All right, this or that, Popeye's chicken sandwich or Chick-fil-A chicken sandwich? Neither. Neither? I don't do fast food. Oh, okay. I'm vegan. Are you really? Yeah. <laughs> 
Had I known that, I would have had a whole different set of questions. I have so many questions for vegans now. Okay, well, thank you so much for coming on the show, Reggie. It's been a pleasure to interview you. Absolutely. And you're an inspiration, and I hope that uh, the listeners take as much away from this as I did. I hope so, too. Thank you for having me. Okay, so, Reggie, how can listeners reach you? Oh, yeah. uh, My listeners can reach me at... uh, I know you probably know it, but... My Instagram is Reg Buys Houses. Uh, my email is cwjhomebuyers at gmail.com. My Facebook is my name, uh, Reginald Jones. I'm the guy that looks like uh, Cliff Huxtable with the blue uh, sweater. Um, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, you can you can reach me there. Um, I'm, I'm easy to get along with. I'll always reach out if you got any real estate questions. Uh, And he does. Help us build this podcast from the ground up. Subscribe, leave a review, and share with a friend who can relate. Also, don't forget to follow us on Instagram, The Ground Up Podcast.